Well, it's wonderful to, to be with you all again here today. It's been quite a while. Uh, we've been sort of in and out since the end of May and not here too much. Uh, we went to the United States of America. We were there for six weeks. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Um, I, was, I had the privilege of being able to minister a fair amount up in the uh, states of Washington and Oregon in the Northwest. And uh, the Lord really just blessed the time there. And since we got back, I've been out ministering in the, in the nation here and uh, taking the gospel. We were in Siabua. Uh, not too long ago, uh, preaching there to Tong, the Tonga people. And that was a wonderful time as well. We saw the Lord's hand there. And uh, so it, it's just such a wonderful privilege and such a wonderful honor to be able to minister the Word of God, to be uh, given this privilege, because that's what I, the way I look at it, the privilege to be able to bring the words of life to people and to see the hand of God working in their lives, transforming their lives, uh, and bringing them forth into his kingdom and into his plan and his will. And so I'm really looking forward to going to Cherea and being there for the next three weeks. We're going to be doing um, three back-to-back -back crusades a week in each place and uh, just going from one to the next to the next. So it's going to be three weeks of preaching every day. And then during the day, we're going to be, I'm going to be teaching leaders uh, so it's going to be a full program, um, and uh, so I really do just covet your prayers and for physical strength to be able to to get through that kind of a program, and for the whole team as we as we go there. But we're so expectant, and we just know that this is a we're, we're living in a God ordained season, and it's a season that God has ordained for the preaching of His gospel, for the carrying of His salvation to the ends of the earth. And uh, that's what we're involved in. That's as, as a church, as believers, no matter where we are, no matter who we are, we're all a part of this great work which God is doing in establishing his kingdom in this earth and bringing his people out of every nation, every tribe, every tongue into his glory and that which he has prepared for us. And so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. It's like I'm going on a holiday. That's what it feels like. The only thing I miss is my wife. So you, you need to pray that she will get the vision for coming with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, today um, I want to just read a, a portion of scripture from Matthew chapter 6. If you can turn there, Matthew chapter 6. And then I'm going to just share some thoughts which I believe the Holy Spirit has put in my heart and not just for today's service but something that I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to his people everywhere uh, whether people are in the United States no matter what nation they're in whether they're here in Zimbabwe whether in the, we're living in Harare or whether we're living somewhere else in the rural areas I'm hearing the Spirit of God saying this to his people and so I just want to share these thoughts but before I do Let's just read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, starting in verse 19 through to verse 34. Uh, these are the words of the Lord Jesus. They are part of what we call the Sermon on the Mount, which was a discourse that the Lord gave to his disciples at that time, uh, where he was really sharing how he wants his people, his followers, to live their lives, to conduct themselves in life. 
And uh, these words are just as true for us today as they were to those people that were listening to him back then. So let's, let's read these words. Um, we're going to start in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows, knows that you need all of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." Although I haven't been here much, as I said, I have had the privilege of being able to listen to some of the messages that have been preached here while we've been away. And uh, thanks to Storm and to the sound guys who, who make that possible, um, where we can, even if we're not here, we can actually listen to what is being said and still remain a part of the congregation and what God is doing. And so I've been able to do that. And uh, just listening to the messages, particularly over the last three weeks, I really just sense the Lord is calling us as a church and as individuals in the church towards himself into a, a deeper, more pure, more uh, devoted fellowship with him than we've ever had before. Uh, we, I was here about two weeks ago and there were two prophetic words that were given. And uh, one of them was basically saying this, that God wanted us to come into the inner circle. He wanted us to draw near to him. He wanted us to be right around him, like the, the, the three, his three closest disciples were, Peter, James, and John. And uh, then there was another prophetic word that followed that, where um, the, the prophetic word was, 
Don't let anything that you have done in your life or shame or guilt hold you back from drawing near to God. And you know, that does happen where people feel that they're not worthy of drawing near to him. And so because of shame, because of guilt, because they haven't really come to understand the, the forgiveness that we have in God, the forgiveness that we have through Christ, people often feel like they're unworthy and they cannot draw near. And so I just mentioned this today because I really believe that the Lord wants us as people to draw near to him. He wants us to know him. And I just sense that this is what the Lord is calling the church to. And uh, as I'm going to share this message, you're going to see that on the other side, while the Lord is calling us towards him, there are forces that tr are trying to drive us away from him. And we need to be very aware of this, that there is a battle that is going on. God is calling us, he's wooing us, he's drawing us towards himself. And yet at the same time, things and circumstances in our lives, the cares of this world, the cares of this life, desires for other things are coming in and trying to nullify the call of God in our lives, nullify God's desire for our lives and keep us away. And so this is what this message is really designed for, is to make us aware of that and to just help us and encourage us and challenge us to take the steps that we need to take to really draw near to God. You know, I believe that the Lord wants us to come near to him for two reasons. I'm just going to quickly point this out. The first one is that God wants us to be a people that know him and understand his ways intimately. He doesn't just want us to know about him like we would know about Nelson Mandela because someone told us things about him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know him personally, deeply, and intimately. He doesn't want us on the outside looking in. And you know, I see that with so many Christians where we're living our lives as if we're on the outside looking in. But you know that through Jesus Christ, God has brought us onto the inside. We're in that inner circle. That's our place. There is a chair around the feet of Jesus for every single one of us. And that chair has your name on it and God wants you to take your place there. He doesn't want you distracted like Martha was where she was so busy serving um, that she failed to come and sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary did. I'm sure you may be familiar with that particular story. He wants us to be in the know. God wants his people to be walking in the light. That's what he's called us into. He's called us out of darkness into the light. And so he's called us to be people that are able to know what we should be doing. We should be people that because we're in the light, we're able to bring hope where there is no hope. We're able to bring peace where there is no peace. We're able to bring understanding where there is no understanding. We're able to bring light wherever we go, whatever situation we find ourselves in. Because that's what God has called us to be. He's called us to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And that light in us that God has called us to be is going to grow stronger and become more developed as we grow, draw nearer to the source of light, who is our Lord Jesus Christ towards God himself. Okay, so God wants us to be in the know. 
and he wants us to be equipped. I, I want you to see the vision that God has for each and every one of us as his people. He wants us to be in a place where we are ministers, ministers of his covenant, ministers of his truth. No matter who we are, no matter what walk of life or vocation in life we have, God has placed us there so that we can be ministers for him, representatives of Christ, ambassadors of Christ in every situation. That's what he wants us to be, his hands, his feet, his mouth. We, he wants us to be able to bring his wisdom into every situation that we find ourselves in. And how does that come? How do we receive that? It doesn't just happen as we following our own course. It happens as we seek him, as we seek him, as we draw near to him. So we find there is an impartation that comes from the Holy Spirit into our lives that transforms us and equips us and enables us to be people that are ministers. You know, I would never have dreamt years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing. I would never have dreamt that I would be preaching in the United States, that I would be preaching in the rural areas here, that I would be speaking to, to people in politics. I never thought that that would be happening, that people would be coming to me and asking for counsel and, and, and wisdom. I never thought that that would happen. And it has only happened because of my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, because of my drawing near to him. There's been this impartation that has come into my heart and into my life and that continues every day and that I seek every day more and more. That's how the Lord wants every single one of us to be. As we draw near to him also, what happens is this. We cease to see things from earth's perspective. And we begin to see things from heaven's perspective. And you know that that's how God wants his people to be? We are heavenly people. We are heavenly people. We are not of this world we're in this world, but we are not of this world. The Bible says that, little children, you are of God. We are born from above. We are heavenly people, living here in earthly bodies, doing heavenly business for our heavenly king. Our citizenship is not here on this earth. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's where we've come from, that's where we're going, that's where we belong. And so as we draw near to God, we get a, an eternal perspective, a heavenly perspective, God's perspective on the circumstances of life, on everything that is happening around us. We begin to see things through eyes that if we did not draw near to him, we would not be able to see through because God gives us his eyes and enables us to see things from his perspective. What understanding, what, what perspective that brings to us. It enables us when we draw near to him to walk in his wisdom and not man's wisdom. How many of you want to walk in the wisdom of God, not in man's wisdom? Well, this is going to happen more and more in our lives as we seek him with all of our heart and we draw near to him. The second reason 
is that God wants us to be a people that are holy. This is why he wants us to draw near to him. He wants us to be a people that are holy. And what does that mean? It simply means this, a people that are totally devoted to him. Set apart. Do you know that that's what we are? Do you know that we are holy? Do you know that? Do you know that the word saint literally means a holy one? Do you know that we are holy? But you know that God wants us to become holy in everything we do? Do you know what that means? It just means that we are set apart for him. That in everything that we do, we're doing it for him. That our lives, every breath that we take, every step that we make is made for him. We are set apart for him. That's what Jesus died for. Do you know that Jesus came to this earth and died so that we would be holy? He died not only for the forgiveness of our sins, but he died to purchase us for God so that we could be his people. Do you know that God has always sought a people? He's always sought a people that would be his very own, that would be completely set apart for him, devoted to him. And that's what we've become a part of. The Bible says that we're a part of a royal priesthood, that we are a chosen nation, a people who belong wholly to God and have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light and given the task of declaring his glories. Isn't that wonderful? You see, God wants a people who have a heavenly focus, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived on this earth, in earthly bodies just like we do. They faced trials just like we face. They faced uh, perplex, perplexing situations just like we do. But there was something about them that made them set their affection on the things that are above. They had the money to build a city. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could have built a city. They had the, the, the resources to do it. But you know what they lived in? They lived in tents. And they traveled the land because God told them to do that, living in tents, setting up a tent, dropping it down. But they could have built a city. But you know why? Because they were looking ahead to the city whose builder and maker is God. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had something in their heart that lifted their focus heavenward, that linked them and joined them to the eternal God who reigns from heaven. Moses despised the riches of Egypt and chose rather to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short while. Why? Because he, he was looking ahead to his reward. He was seeing something beyond this life, something beyond the physical, beyond the temporal. He was seeing what God had prepared for those who love him. We could go on through the scriptures, the prophets, the apostles, all of them had this kind of focus in their lives. And this is the kind of people that God is looking for, a people who have a heavenly focus, a people who have a clear and realistic perspective on this life. Do we? 
When I was in the United States, I find myself talking a lot to the people there and just saying, we mustn't become drunk with the spirit of this world. You know what drunkenness does? It causes us to lose touch with reality. And do you know that the world has lost touch with reality? Do you know that the world is running about seeking things, wanting to grab and wanting to get and wanting to have things that they can never keep? Spending all their energies on things that are passing away that they can never hold. It's like trying to grasp oil in our hands when we do that. As much as we grasp it, it just slips out. This is what God does not want us to do. He wants us to understand the brevity and uncertainty of this life. You know, we see great people come and go. Great people, rich people come and go. And you realize just how short this life is. And you realize that no matter what we have in this life, we cannot take it with us. We only have it for a short period of time. Everything in this world is going to pass away. That's the reality. It's only what we have with God that lasts. It's only what we have with God that will continue with us forever. And this is what the Lord Jesus is saying in these words. This is what he's trying to bring out in the words that we've just read. He's pointing out a heavenly perspective on this life. A heavenly perspective on material things. On our pursuits, on our priorities. And saying don't pursue what the world pursues. Don't seek what the world seeks. I believe today that that in these tough times, we need to be careful that we are not distracted from our service of the Lord and our devotion to Him. We mustn't forget why we are here. We mustn't forget for whom we exist. Let's not allow the cares of this life to overwhelm us. Do you know the Lord Jesus spoke about this many times? He said, do not allow the cares of this life to choke the word of God in you. Do not allow the cares of this life to weigh you down. He said, lift up your head, lift up your eyes. When times are getting tough, the times that we're living in, the times that we're moving into in this world, never forget, this is the time that we need to be lifting up our eyes and looking to him who's coming. So let's not forget that we can be distracted. It's easy to be distracted in these times of difficulty. Let's not forget that God is our source. That God has always been our source. He has faithfully provided for us in the past. What makes us think that he's not going to do it for us in the future? God is going to take care of us. Let's make sure that we are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness first. That that is the priority in our lives. That our priority and our focus does not become survival in these times. 
It's so easy when times are difficult that we, come, we become consumed with the need to survive. But what did the Lord say? He said, if you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, he will take care of the things that you need. God has not put us on this earth to let us perish. And as long as he wants us here and has planned for us to be here, he is going to provide what we need. He's going to take care of us. We do not have to worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to drink or what we're going to wear. God has already provided for those things. He's already done it. I remember a couple of years ago, I was preaching a crusade in a place called Nembudzia in the Gokwe district. And it was a time where some of the biggest supporters of our ministry had just pulled out had just said to us they're not going to be able to continue circumstances had changed and they were not going to be able to continue to support the ministry in the way that they had been and I was looking at a black hole I was looking and saying how Lord Lord how on earth are we going to continue this work and I remember I was preparing to preach in the one evening and I was was in the afternoon and I was just lying on my bed and uh, as I was lying there, the Lord just opened my eyes and I saw the earth and I saw living creatures, the seas full of living creatures and the, the, the forests and it was just birds and animals and people everywhere. And the Lord said to me, do you know that I'm providing for every single one of these creatures every day? I'm taking care of them. And he said, do you think that your little needs are too big for me? And I share that with you because as the Lord spoke that into my heart, every bit of anxiety and worry just went away. Because I saw God is able to take care of us no matter what circumstances we're in, no matter what situation we are facing, he is able to take care of us. And not only is he able to, he will do it. That's what he promised right here. So we do not have to worry like the world worries. We do not have to be concerned with the things that the world is concerned about. We do not have to be seeking the things that the world is so busy seeking and is so consumed with and consumed upon. We can focus our attention on the things of the Lord. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. That's what Jesus Christ said. And if he said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Let's set our hearts on the things of above, that are above. Let's not set them on earthly things. Let's place the inheriting of God's kingdom first. Let's make our relationship with God the most important thing in life. Remember, we cannot serve both God and money. Let's not be like Esau. How many of you know the story of Esau? Esau, for one meal, sold his birthright. For one moment of physical, fleshly satisfaction. He sold it all. He gave it all up. 
You know, the Bible says we, we should not be like Esau. Let's not trade the temporal for the eternal. Let's lay hold of the life that God has called us to live, the eternal life that he's promised to us. Let's not grumble and complain like the children of Israel did. Last week, Ian was talking about hardship, being disciplined. I listened to your message. It was, it was good. Thank you. Um, being disciplined and how God uses it to train us. If we can see it through the, the eyes of Scripture, we see everything we're facing has a positive result. God is working all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. He is training us. He is molding us. He is shaping us. He is strengthening us. He is building us. If someone wants to build their muscle, how do they do it? They have to put it under some stress. If they don't put it under stress, it doesn't build. And you know that that's the same with us. If God doesn't allow us to come under stress, we never grow strong. We're going to come out stronger for this. God is preparing us. He's preparing us for an eternal weight of glory that far surpasses anything we're facing right now. If we can see that the, the trials that we're facing are all there for our good, God is using them. He is strengthening us. There's nothing that comes against us that's going to harm us when God is for us. We do not have to worry about our life. Let's remember, we are God's idea. How many of you decided to create yourself? God created us. And God is the one who placed us on this earth at this time. God is the one who set us in this nation, chose for us to live here. God is the one who placed us here for a very good reason. We are not here by accident. Okay? We need to understand that if he placed us here, if we belong to him, if we are his servants, he will take care of us. I don't know if this is encouraging you. There's a thousand ways that God can provide for you. What happens if your business fails? Do you know God will make another way? I've seen it. As I said, people stop supporting our ministry and I look at this black hole and I'm saying, how on earth are we going to do it? But you know what? God raises up another. He has a thousand different ways that he can take care of our needs. He has already provided what we need. It's already been done. We don't have to worry about it. Tomorrow will take care of itself. He has promised that he will never leave or forsake us. He is our helper. He will never leave or forsake us. So instead of worrying, let's pray. Instead of running away from God in hardship, let's run towards him and let's pray. Present your request to God with thanksgiving. Replace your worry with prayer. Take your cares to the Lord and cast them upon him. Take them and throw them upon him. Every care that you've got, your life is not your responsibility. Your life is 
his responsibility. When I left uh, f- full-time work, the Lord said, leave, and I left. And I walked out, out of that not knowing where our next income was going to come from. Gail had more faith than me because she had to believe I was, she had to believe that I was hearing God. But I left, I left employment and I walked out not knowing where our support would come from. I did it simply because that's what God said to do. Do you know what? God has never failed me. He has never failed us as a family. Not one day have we gone hungry. We stepped out in faith. And you know what? We just cast our cares on him. Because he said to me, and this is what set me free. He said to me, you become my slave and your family becomes my responsibility. And I saw that. It set me free from every bit of anxiety and I stepped out on those words and God has been faithful nearly for two decades now. He has been faithful in taking care of us. Isn't that wonderful? Provided beyond what we could expect, beyond what I ever could have hoped, beyond what I would have been able probably to do in my own strength. In fact, definitely. This is the God that we serve The Bible tells us to commit ourselves to him as unto a faithful creator and continue to do good. When you're facing challenges, when you're facing hardship, when it looks like you're at a dead end, when it looks like you have hit a roadblock and you cannot go any further, that's the time. Commit yourself to him as a faithful creator and continue to do good. Let's not allow the challenges that we're facing, the constraints that we are facing, to stop us doing good, to stop us thinking about other people, reaching out to help other people. Let's continue to do it. Even if we don't have much food on our table, share what we have, okay? Let's live, let's plan, let's invest everything we have, our lives and everything we have with eternity in mind. Let's put our treasure in the bank of heaven because it doesn't matter what we have here, what matters is what we have there. That's what really counts. Let's not amass things down here for ourselves, let's amass things for ourselves in heaven. This is what the Lord Jesus taught us to do. And let's do everything that we do for the glory of God. Let's be faithful to the very end. Let's not stop seeking Him, drawing near to Him. Let's not stop calling upon His name. I tell you, God, if we will draw near to Him, I I sense it in my heart right now. If we will draw near to him as a church, if we will do this with our whole heart, if we will seek him, if we will seek him as if our lives depend on him because they do, God will do things. I tell you, he's going to do things in our midst, in this congregation, through us, in this nation that we could not believe possible even if someone told us. I believe that. 
I believe that's from the Spirit of God. All right? That's what God wants us to do. And I'm, I believe he wants to stir up a vision within us that we're not just coming to church and going through the motions. I think Ian mentioned this last, uh, last week. We're not just coming to church, hearing a message, listening to a message of 30 minutes, 40 minutes, if it's me, maybe longer. But we're coming here seeking the face of the Lord. We're not just coming and singing some songs, but we're coming here to draw near to his presence, to worship him, to be at his feet, to stand before his throne, to join with heaven in declaring who he is. If we will not just go through our lives as if, you know, as, as the world does, just in, day in and day out doing the same things, but we'll wake up in the morning, realize that we are servants of the Most High God. We are priests of God. We are his children. We are here for a purpose in this, in this world. Our lives have been given to us to serve God with every fiber of our being. If we will live like that, with that kind of perspective and mindset, I tell you, God will begin to use us. He can use us in the workplace. He can use us wherever he wants to use us. If we're available, he will do it. I tell you, I see people, I see saints of God in their workplaces praying for people that are sick and they are being healed right there in the workplace. I see this. I've experienced it. I know that God can do this. He can use us. He can give us words of knowledge where he reveals what someone's going through and we're able to speak to them and encourage them and help them and they don't even know where we got the information from. This is the God we serve. He's alive. He's, he's real. We have a living spirit given to us. This is a living Jesus that we serve. A living gospel. This word of God is alive and active. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. We are the people of God. We are chosen. We're a chosen generation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I really believe this. I believe this with all my heart. And I believe God wants us to lay hold of it. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah, thank you. Just lift up your hands, both of them. Lift them up towards the Lord. And I just want you just to begin to pray. And just, just say to the Lord, lay hold of what he has for you. Just say, Lord, I want to lay hold of everything you have for me. Just pray in your own heart. Just pray out loud. Pray wherever you want to pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have called us, that we are your people. Lord, we we reach out to you today. We want to draw near to you. We want to know you. We want to know the power of your resurrection. We want to know the fellowship of your sufferings, sharing in your sufferings. We want to be made like you. Lord, we want to be everything you've called us to be. As a church, Lord, we want to draw near to you. We want to know you. Lord, we want to have your presence in our midst, tangible presence in our midst. We want to have your workings in our midst, Lord. We want to see the manifestation of your Holy Spirit. We want to touch a world that is without you. Lord, we want to touch a world that is in desperate need of you.
And so we pray today, Lord, that you would help us, that you would draw us, that you would enable us, Lord, to, to be and to become all that you want us to be, to come into the place that you want us to be. We reach out to you, Father. We reach out to you, Lord. And we say, Lord, here we are. Here we are. We belong to you. We are your people. You have created us in your image, in your likeness. And so, Lord, give us everything we need. Give us everything we need in Jesus' name. I just want to pray for businessmen quickly. Businessmen who are facing great struggles in their businesses right now. If you would just put your hand up and if people around you, I know that there are businesses that are you're facing, you know, you're looking at it and wondering if you can make it. Well, just put your hands up towards heaven and people around you, just put your hands on these people that have got their hands up. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for God to do miracles. I've seen this. I've seen this in other businesses. I've had people come to me and say, I remember one person came to me, he said, I don't think I'll have a business in a month. And God brought that person through and his business is still going years later. God can do what man cannot do. So let's just pray. Let's put our faith out. Those of you that are standing here, let's, let's pray for the, the business people who own businesses in this, in, this, in this church here. Father, we pray for every single businessman, businesswoman in this congregation, Lord, owners of businesses, runners of businesses. Lord, we know that they are employing people. We know that they are paying and putting food on the tables of other people, that they are carrying a heavy load, that they are ca carrying responsibility, Father. And so, Lord, I pray for your businessmen, people that you have placed in business, people that you have given ability, Lord, to run businesses and to do this for your glory, to, to be able to share and provide for the needs of others as well. So Lord, I pr pray for them today, Lord. I pray that you would give them wisdom that comes from heaven. I pray that you would give them the strategies that they need. I pray that you would open their eyes to see opportunities, to see whatever they need to see. I pray, Lord, that you would work in them and that you would do miracles on their behalf. I pray that you would save their businesses. I pray that, Lord, you would bring them through this, the, these tough times. And I pray, Lord, that there will be testimonies that come to you as a result of what you're doing and going to do in their lives. So, Lord, we, we commit them to you. And I pray, Lord, that you would, as you, as you help them and as you bless them, Lord, you would make these bless, their businesses a blessing to others as well. So we commit them to you today. We pray for them today. Father, I pray that you would lift the burden of anxiety off their shoulders right now. Lift that burden off their shoulders right now. Lord, I pray that you would enable them just to take the cares of their business and pass it on to you, cast it upon you, put it in your hands. Lord, we thank you for this today. We thank you for this today. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So be it.